the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Please. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. On the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SotoCast, the first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Tim Lord with you this evening, and with me as always is Andy. Who is the companion? Yes. Uh, if you, it's the first time you're listening to us, we're just a TV show podcast that we normally talk about Doctor Who on, hence title. Uh, and this season has all been about the rewatch of the newer series that started in 2005. And this episode is on season 10, which is the most current, uh, uh, currently released season anyway. And uh, Capaldi's last season. Well, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to keep that in there. Um, that doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, we're starting with the Husbands of River song, right? Oh, I forgot that's what we're starting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Because uh, that was that was planned originally for uh, last episode, but we figured it would fit a little bit better with this yeah, one. Yeah, because the, the end of the ninth season felt more uh, final, and then this would be kind of a random episode to throw in there because it's special. Uh, and yeah, but there's, there's also a couple, couple uh, connections with the rest of season yeah, 10 uh, as well, as well as, as well as the second Christmas special this, here, uh, too. Nardole's origin story. Well, it's not his origin story, but it's the first one we see Nardole in, and it also connects to uh, the next episode as well. And that one, basically, the story that's actually relevant with the Hus of River Song is River Song's final story that we know of. Uh, Most likely. And if it's not, and that, I mean, that's fine and everything, but it's presented in a way that her last episode. I think it has to be. Because the I think first it has time to be. you see her is the, the last time like she's alive, and then the, I mean, the first right. time, the first time, and then the last time uh, was right before that. You know, it's, so, so yeah, this is this this is the story that takes place right before the library episodes. And in this story, River does not know the Doctor's face because apparently she only has um, the first eleven Doctors, uh, or I guess eleven Doctors plus uh, plus the War Doctor. Right. She has all their faces, uh, but she doesn't have his face. Which means to me that she probably hasn't spent any more time with uh, with any other doctors because this is the last uh, mission. This is the last thing she did before she went to the library. Yep. So she wouldn't have uh, uh, she wouldn't have uh, traveled with this with uh, twelve, thirteen, or fourteen anybody else in the future. Then you know. Right. And this is episode also. Uh, so this has to be the last story we see of River Song. I think this episode also stars uh, the famous Betamax from Big Hero Six. Baymax. 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 Betamax, like a VHS. And it's. Uh, uh, what's it called? It's called the Hydroflax. Hydroflax, which it rhymes. <laughs> uh, Hydroflax is a cousin of the Baymax. And I mean, this kind of this this has Nardole in it, and, and you kind of get. The- they don't tell you that Nardole is a cyborg in this episode, though. They don't tell you that until the next one, I don't think. Okay, so that's what it was. I thought he had to be a cyborg after the fact because they took off his head, and so. No, so he always he always was one. Okay. Um, they don't tell you that in the story, uh, but because if if you pay attention to a lot of the stuff Nardole says in season 10 he talks about his past and he you know he mentions you know having robot girlfriends and having used to have a, a blue face and things like that so <laughs> right 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 uh, most of my friends are blue right um so <laughs> that's mostly what the episode was uh, about it was basically a goodbye to river song um and a pretty important one as to how he gave her the uh, sonic screwdriver because i noticed that the sonic Right, yeah, that's that's one thing uh, a lot of people wanted to see was that. Right, and any time during this his moment with her on this last quote unquote day, which lasts twenty four years, uh, he could have told her. Was, this was it twenty four? Yeah, twenty. Uh, he, the 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 my biggest problem with the ending on this one is the fact that River seems to know that the, you know she's basically gonna die or the, or she's never. Either that, or she's uh, only going to see the, the doctor one more time, or, or so, something like that, right? Yeah. She has an idea that this is about the end I can't of their story. About the silence in the library. Did she know the doctor was a doctor before they met? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, he didn't know her, but she knew him. Okay. Um. But she didn't seem like she knew she was about to die in that episode. At the end of this one, she seemed like she did. So that's one problem I have with this one. But other than that, and uh, I like I like the ending. the the main The main part of the story is a little forgettable. Although the enemies, 
I don't know if you noticed, um, but inside the uh, restaurant when they go to yeah, the, the uh, parting of the head, yeah, 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 that's like yeah, right the guys after that is yeah. Mysterio, which is the same exact yep. thing, same exact enemies, yeah. I noticed that when watching back to back. I didn't, I don't think yeah. I recognized that first time around, even though it's the no. directly after, even though it is yep. a year. It was a year later, yeah. It was a year so later. It's enough to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the next uh, episode as well, they do reference this, uh, uh, like the the twenty four years mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to mention here was that River's song got the doctor to mention who he, his actual name, and it took a lot of persuading, right? It took her them a long time, so we're expecting it to have been sometime in this time frame, the 24 years? Uh, well, okay, it could have been that. Uh, I always assumed during this rewatch, uh, when, when the doctor, I don't, did she say it took, it took a very long time? It's something to that degree. I can't remember well, okay. the word. Well, okay, she said, I made him do it, right? Um, in, in the season six episode where she uh, poisons the doctor, he whispers something to her. Um, and and so in that sense, if that's what he whispered to her, then he made he uh, she made him do it because uh, one of the theories was that the do- doctor could only tell his name if he's about to die, right? Right. And so she made him do it, and then you could consider that as taking a very long time of her being raised to be the uh, woman who kills the doctor. Mm-hmm. I guess so I think that I think that does fit there. That was one thing I, I wasn't sure if they had if they would have explained that yet but on rewatch that's what it seemed to be to me good episode um you know pretty pretty basic but pretty good uh, especially for good a, a ending river, for, a, for a river song episode is pretty good um yeah because she has like multiple husbands of right okay um the return oh i didn't rate it um i don't know I also, eight yeah I'd, I'd probably agree with an eight um Return of Doctor Mysterio is like the one and only superhero episode of Doctor Who. Right. And it obviously has it's, it, it, it takes a lot of superhero stereotypes throws them into one story, it's, basically. It's because it's based off of a boy that grew up reading comic books, so he basically mm-hmm. turns into all of them all at once. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I was thinking that the Doctor kept telling him not to use his powers because too much of it would actually kill him. I don't know why I was thinking that. I must have been mixing another story with the same thing. Um, yeah, no, he didn't say that. He uh, he just said, don't use your powers, I think. That's all he said. Just don't do it, because yeah. whatever, no reason. Um, this just is- probably to keep him safe, you know, if, if, any, if people use their powers and then maybe they become targets, that sort of thing. This one, I'm not... I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest... It's it's okay. It's an okay episode. It's like, it's not all that, really. Uh, yeah. It's just a whole lot of fun, you know? And you know who the, the dude was? The 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 ghost? Yeah. Grant. Uh, what do you know him from? I know him from a billion things. He's, he was in the Dragon Ball Z movie. He's in the uh, Showtime show Shameless. He's he's in a bunch He's of also uh, Tom Cruise's son in the World of World the World of Worlds. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah he, see, that's just a, a minor role from everything that I've known him in, which is... But I was watching I was watching that a, a, um, a couple months ago, and I was like, I recognize this dude, but who is he? Because he's a lot younger there. Yeah. And I had, I had like, looked it up. I was like, oh! <laughs> oh, yeah, the Dragon Ball movie that everybody hates, yeah. Uh, One thing that I think is interesting about this um, this episode is it said that, um, that Grant knew Lucy for, was it the 24 years, right? Yeah. So, and then the, the doctor's like, oh, of course yeah. it was 24 years, right? Exactly. Um, what's interesting about the Dragon Ball Z movie is that he was in it, and so was Emmy Rossum. Who's also in Shameless. Oh. Well, anyway, Both I was saying... <laughs> Because because of the twenty four years thing, it sounds like maybe the doctor visited him uh, when he was a kid, and that happened before the husband's river song, and then the husband's river song happened, and then the, and this and then the adult part of uh, of uh, the story takes place right after the husband's river, of river song. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like to me. And then at the end, you know, because Nardole definitely directly references that. Now I want to mention that both this episode and ninety nine percent of season ten has Nardo walking around without any sounds of mechanical, uh, robotic sounds at all. Only the first episode of Season 10 does that happen. <laughs> Not entirely sure why, yeah, just does. Yeah, I think they were trying to make it clear that he wasn't a human character at that point, but yeah, it was a little weird. But, but then again, they said the Doctor had been on Earth for, what, 70 years? So yeah, because he was, uh, he so was maybe, just... Maybe Nardo was starting to rust, he's been there so long. 70... <laughs> 70 years watching over the jail. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Cause that was the legend. They didn't specifically... It was the legend it. because we're still talking about um, modern day, present day uh, time. So I, it, 
obviously not that much of time has passed. Dr. Mysterio, honestly, I don't know, maybe a seven. I don't, I don't really consider it uh, a super important episode either. It's just, it's just a, you know, fun episode that it really doesn't need anything. It has some fun elements to it, but it is forgettable. Yeah. I almost forgot about watching before it actually popped up, and I'm like, oh wait, there's two Christmas specials <laughs> in a row. That's, that's different. Yeah. So I so I was watching that. I, I was kind of wondering if it was. I was like, "Oh, is this the Christmas special after season 10? Oh, like, oh, wait, no, no, that hasn't happened yet. That's that's tomorrow. <laughs> um. So. Oh yeah. By the way, we were supposed to uh, record this yesterday, but so we're a little bit late. But I was I was definitely wanting to make sure we got this recorded before we watched <laughs> the new ones. So. Well, yeah, and <laughs> obviously this is Christmas weekend. Got lots of stuff going on in definitely. general, so. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so the first episode of Season 10 is called The Pilot, and this is the first episode that you saw Bill, and I, you know, you see these, uh, kind of these graphs and images uh, comparing the companions about, this is the girl who waited, this is the girl who loved the doctor, this is the, you know, and then they, they said bill but then they couldn't figure out what to say honestly i'm i'm uh, tempted to say bill's the girl that was dumb because <laughs> how slow did she have to be to figure everything that out that's going it's like took the entire season to learn most of uh things that are going on with the doctor the regeneration was last right yeah. Uh, but throughout the, she, she thought the TARDIS was an elevator, and I don't she's know. Slow. She's she's a bit slow. She needs a tutor, so. <laughs> yep. She needed a tutor. And for, for her, the doctor wasn't a doctor for her. It was her tutor. It was her teacher. Right. Um, which was cool. But really, Bill never got a chance to, to really shine in the show regardless, um, because it really is only, like, this one season, and that's it. It, it almost felt like the the her her arc in this season was almost like a setup for a spinoff that never happened, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, and uh, did I say before that um, Clara was the uh, companion with the most episodes? No. Um, Amy no, is very close, I believe, but I, I believe Clara has a few more episodes than Amy. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. She, she, Clara was on there for a, for a little while. Yeah. A lot long, longer than most people, um, you know, give Which, her credit it, it for. It did surprise me on 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 rewatch. I was thinking uh, Amy probably would have had that, but uh, or even Rose, you know. But but, mm -hmm. like, but I guess Ro Rose is only two seasons and a few extra episodes. So yeah. right. So basically, this episode's mostly about Bill and her love interest in Raindrop Lady. I forget her name. Well, I wouldn't call that part. I mean, that that's how it's 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 important, it yeah, to her character and how it begins and ends. So I would still call it um, important, but I don't know. It, it's hard to say. The most important part about it is, or, or most interesting part, is how the girl can travel all throughout time and space. Yeah, that was different. Um, like, like they they jump from you know one part of the planet to the next and then they jump you know all the way across the universe and, and, and he was saying that she was a time traveler and things like that and i'm thinking yeah maybe but what if what if she's not and what if she was just sticking around waiting till she popped up again could have been that but what i think is time ex I th i'm thinking that yeah, she exists outside of time outside you know. of time yeah uh one issue here uh i don't agree with is uh the the name the pilot uh they said they 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 called it that well first of all because the character is the pilot but uh they're supposedly they were saying that this sort of feels like a starting over for the show which i disagree with i don't think it does um in a, there is a little bit of a sense of that with bill but um, yeah no no i i wouldn't say that this feels like one of those starting over points it no. just doesn't i would say amy is is a better uh, starting over point than yeah was um, like, like, or, uh, and, you know, obviously Rose, with Rose you had, uh, you learned every little thing about the Doctor along the way. Uh, with Amy, they got a little bit of that too, but she kind of seemed to know more stuff than they showed. It's not, I'll say this, it's not a terrible starting point, 
Uh, because no. you really do start to learn everything with Bill. Uh, Not really, though, and, because things happen, uh, like, like for example, uh, that fake regeneration. That happens when Bill doesn't even know where regeneration is. And the Doctor has never explained it, and he doesn't actually ever really explain it either. He, he kind of... Uh, he kind of starts to, but... offhand references it in um, Eaters of Light. But he doesn't really explain it to Bill, and he, does, uh, he doesn't really explain a whole lot about uh, some, some things. So I think, as a starting point, I don't think it's the greatest. I, I'd say if you're going to have to start the show, obviously Rose is the best place to start it, but if you have to start it halfway through, uh, uh, then starting it with Season 5 is, is an okay place. Probably the best, especially with uh, turning into HD as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, just don't, I don't agree with this one being a good starting point. It's an okay episode. Um... I, th- I thought it was pretty good. There, there were some good uh, like speeches in this season, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of it actually had to do with the Doctor being the professor. Um, True. And I, I, do, probably... I do like that aspect of his character, the professor. I do like that this season has uh, it has a pretty good uh, structure to it. I think uh, with with uh, the vault and, and stuff the vault like and, that, the, yeah. and the basement of the college. Yeah, yeah it, it seems to be designed pretty well. I think compared to some of the other seasons. So I do like that. I think I'd probably give this one eight. Yeah, eight's pretty good. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I'd give it any more than that. But yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, the second episode was called Smile, and this is the episode where the Doctor and Bill. Uh, go to another world, or no? Was it another world or just the future? It was. An, it was another world. It was another world. Uh, another world in the future where some of the first human settlements are coming to a planet that's supposed to be this kind of utopia, and on the planet they have robots there to make sure that it is a utopia and it doesn't run amok. And so they run and but talk. But as what happens with most robots in the future, <laughs> their programming they turn. goes wrong. Yeah, they, the artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence <laughs> makes uh, wrong choices. <laughs> they run on emoticons, emojis. Emojis, of course. And uh, so basically what they believe in is that a utopia should have people that are happy, period. Right. And... If they are not happy, then they're, you know, quote-unquote, they're just too unhappy to live, so they have to be executed and used as fertilizer. Or or, <laughs> or maybe they're protecting the other people from the unhappy ones or something. I don't remember what exactly it was, but yeah. Basically, they're programmed to uh, ensure happiness. and uh, But they're not smart enough to know that they themselves are causing... Disalarm. I don't know why robots never seem to have the three uh, three laws of robotics in this. Uh, <laughs> in a lot I, of Isaac Asimov, man, guy's a genius. Yes. Um, interesting episode. Um, there's a few things on there that I thought were kind of cool. There, there was Just an interesting right down to... thing, like where the where Bill saw like the videos of the future, like uh, all the all the bad stuff that's apparently gonna happen in the future. Who knows? Is that gonna be the uh, what do they call it? The uh, Minister of War. <laughs> Minister of War, or was it what the um, monks were saying? It could have, yeah, it could have been a reference to that too. I, I, that's that's not a, that's a good point. Mm. Anyways, um, trivial things in the episode, like where the Doctor was pointing out that you can't see your own em- yeah, emotion cool. on the button because then it would influence your next emotion, and it would just it'd be revolving and looping in in. Uh, Unnatural way. See, that's kind of like, cool. that's kind of like me in movie reviews. I I don't read a movie review because then I think it's going to influence how I feel about the movie when I go to see it. <laughs> it doesn't influence me any which way unless it's a review that says spoiler on it. So, um, also pretty good episode. Not like super important overall, other than the fact that you're not supposed to leave the world because you have some kind of promise that you're supposed to stay on world and watching the vault um but still an interesting episode all around uh, it's almost it's, it's it's almost a two-parter with the next one just because it has it does like end on a cliffhanger it mentions which, it it mentions it too right and and they they both yeah they do reference each other and it does uh the next episode sort of ends the how this episode began. Mm-hmm. So there is a connection in that way, but it's, it's really two different stories. This what one, would you rate this one? Uh, 
it has some interesting ideas, but I wasn't too excited to rewatch it. Um, I'd probably say seven. I think I would probably still say eight on this one. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's kind of fun, and it's interesting in general. Um, yeah. Episode three called Thin Ice is the episode where the Doctor and Bill head off to a strange, strange world. No, the no, Frost it's just, Bear. Uh, the Frost Fair that has a big fish in the lake. 1814. 1814. And it's been eating people. And then Bill likes to ask the doctor if he remembers how many people he, he has seen die. How many people he has killed. Or just killed flat out. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, this is where Bill learns that the doctor has killed people. Although... Uh, there's something inconsistent with that scene because uh, supposedly that was the first person Bill saw killed. But in the last episode, one of the robots killed uh, one of the people in front of them. So, <laughs> oops. Um, yeah. I, I Maybe it wasn't a proper death. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. This is an episode I, I would more along the lines of not really care that much about. I liked um, I liked the ending uh, where where uh, I guess it wasn't quite the ending, but when the doctor goes to the place and the dude's being all racist, and then he like kind of stands up for Bill. I like th- I like that. that yeah, scene. that's pretty good. And then um, yeah, but the the monster, the whatever. Uh, I I like the frost fair idea. It's kind of cool. But uh, I'm thinking that the whole time like. It seems like a really, really stupid idea. I know it was a real thing they did, but it's like, why would you set up, like, shops and stuff on the ice when you know it could crack any moment, you know? (laughs) Well, after, you know, years and decades and generations on, uh, they have a good idea of how long the ice lasts. It's never the same, and it's never consistent on that either, so (laughs) I just think it's a stupid idea. (laughs) This one I'd probably give a 7 to. Yeah. Next episode was called Knock Knock. Who's there? Now this a one, wooden uh, girl. I, I watched. Uh, if you watch, if you have the Blu-ray, uh, there's a um, there's an audio track for this one called Binaural Audio. What that is is you have to watch with headphones, and it, it creates not only a surround sound effect but also a 3D audio effect, which means you can have sounds above and below and near and far. Um, right, like the uh, the YouTube video about the haircut. Yeah, it's that same idea, yeah. Although, I think the effect in this was a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, so it's that idea, and um, ba- I don't know if you know how they record those, but basically, uh, typically, it's you, like, stick uh, microphones inside of a model of a human head inside the ears, and so they kind of pick up the same uh, the same style that, that ears can hear in real life. Well, when I was watching it, I, and I didn't see it like that. I just saw it normal. I couldn't really pick out specific parts of the episode that would actually benefit off of that. You don't think you would, but uh, first of all, obviously when the knocking is happening um, and those strange sounds in the house, that that benefits a lot. But there's just little subtle things, too, that that you would never have thought of that that sound pretty good like that. It's pretty pretty interesting to listen to. So if you have the Blu-ray, I recommend checking out that track. This one was one of those episodes where it kind of feels like a... uh haunted house type deal but really what's going on is that there's a wooden chick in the bell tower looks just like the one in that Christmas special a couple of few years back a few years back yeah and uh and then there's a bunch of bugs that eat people but apparently can also regurgitate them <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense um, they're, weren't they eating people to like transfer the energy or whatever something like that it was something to that degree, but I, but... I guess, I guess they do... I think they did say something like it takes a little while, so it it, it wasn't... It wouldn't be for, like, maybe a few days before they were unsavable, something like that. Yeah, but it's... You're talking about thousands of bugs that are... The, not just one, you know, that swallows somebody whole, but then can spit them out before they digest yeah, them. Like they you're talking about a billion <laughs> bugs. It almost looks like they disagree. Yeah. So, I don't know how they're really going to explain that. But hey, you know. Um, I rather, since they never showed up again, I would have rather they just killed off all Bill's friends. <laughs> that show up out of nowhere? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
They do reference like, oh, hey, mates, let's go episodes. get our college, you know, class. Wait a second, Bill. I thought you weren't really taking college, and you were just sitting in on people's classes. <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, I think, I think uh, in this episode, the doctor did say that he was going to sign her up for actual college, so. For this, I'd probably give it a 7, but if if you watch the binaural audio versions, it probably make a, more of a difference. It, it, it changes the experience, but the story is still kind of meh. Um, for, I, I'm guessing people who like like horror-type stuff, it, they might like it a little bit better, because it's kind of that same kind of uh, stereotypical scenario, you know. Um and they do they do reference this episode in a later one when Bill's on her date or whatever she said. I thought you were getting a new house or something, right? It's like, oh, that didn't right. quite work something out. Something like that. <laughs> didn't work out, all right. Yeah. But anyway, that's What would that. you rate it? Uh, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably agree with you. It's just, it's it's yeah. still the same story. The the binaural does make the experience a little bit more interesting, but it's the same story. So. Next episode of the fight is called Oxygen. And this episode, for some reason, I thought happened earlier on as well. Like, I don't know what's happening. That's only episode I know, I, five, isn't it? Episode five, yeah. And uh, this is the one where capitalism in space happens, where this <laughs> sh- ship is uh, making people pay for the oxygen that they breathe. So it's like a subscription-based uh, based thing. Yes. After after the. Uh, the whole uh, internet the net, net neutrality issue net uh, after the net neutrality <laughs> issue occurred like then that. they're like oh this is if they, if they apply this that is good. what them. else can we get money on yeah how about the air people breathe that's that's a good one yeah. um but well, if you, if you it, think it about first, it, they do sell us water now so <laughs> it first feels like uh you know zombies kind of like zombies it looks Little, like yeah but it's not like dead people. It's really it's just uh, robotic suits that yeah, have minds of their own, apparently. More sci-fi than horror. And Nardole's girlfriend. Yeah. What was it? Uh, what was the name? I don't remember. Um. Yeah, I can't remember. Um. But whenever I see shows or movies where they tell uh, some people to either hold their breath or, like, in this one, it's like, don't Go hold, hold your, breath. your breath. Yeah, that's that's right. accurate. <laughs> Every single time I see something like that on TV, I end up holding my breath and seeing how I would react in the same situation or I letting out. with uh, the last uh, Mission Impossible movie? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I kind of... I remember. I just... I... I I can't remember how I did or not. I remember holding my breath though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's gonna do it. I gotta hold my what breath." About, see what, what happens. What about a deep breath episode on here? That one too. Um, yeah, pretty much every time I see it, I I, I try to do it and see how. So I like I like uh, that. I like how I do. Uh, I like the the interesting thing about how they were uh, how they had limited breaths was was I thought that was an interesting uh, idea. The, like the, that time, I'm I'm just like yeah, do what Nardole's uh, telling you to say. Breathe in, <gasps> breathe out. Like do that the entire time. Yeah. Right. And and, yeah. and I like how they talked about like how going out in outer space is a thing that you don't instantly die. You can survive it if you if you don't hold your breath because if you hold your breath you might explode. But uh, <laughs> if you don't hold your breath. You can survive. I think it's up to about ninety seconds. Um, yeah. It, it, you know, the longer you're out there, the more damage is going to be done permanently, uh, which we see in this episode as well with the doctor. But it yeah, is survival. And and that he that's gets something. Blind, yeah. That's something I think a lot of uh, uh, Star Wars critics are missing. And uh, <clears throat> no spo- no spoilers, <laughs> but but uh, that's relevant to the new Star Wars movie as well. These are funny. So, uh, so this is an actual. I think this is a pretty good episode. Uh, just in general, 
Uh, I th- and it's an important one. It obviously it's an important as well. It's it's important for because the doctor goes blind, but also because it was smart too. It was at, by the end of how he decided to win the day mm-hmm. over by basically deciding to blow everybody up. But I think it was because also that would be an expensive on, way to on, die. On, uh, the, in between on the uh, on the topic of the 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 vault because. Uh, Nardole, you know, brings up a good point. You know, what if what if they go out on some trip like this and then, you know, they can't go back, they can't come back because something bad happens? Then, you know, that that's something they can't risk with the vault like that. And I think it was the doctor tricked Nardole into going on this little trip in the beginning of the episode, right, with the uh, fluid link thing. Yeah. So, I thought that was kind of a, a good point that they made. Um, which I think ultimately yeah. became an issue in the Mars episode, sort of. That they were going to get stuck. So why did... I guess they did kind of mention it, by Nardole needed oxygen and needed to wear a suit yeah, uh, because he was like a robot. Said, well, he's a cyborg. That means he has human parts and robot parts. Yeah, I guess but, so. But uh, in, uh, in a couple episodes, in, in the second uh I think it was the second uh, Monks episode. He he uh, mentions that the Nardole, Nardole's lungs are mostly human, I think they said. Yeah, okay. They weren't completely, but they were, they were mostly. I'd probably give this one an 8. Yeah, probably an 8, yep. High 8. Yeah, high, high eight, 8, yeah. High 8, but not quite 9. Um, pretty good. So we're going on to episode six, which is called Extremis, otherwise known as The Matrix. Yes. Um, and there are some clues throughout, as I uh, messaged Andy about <laughs> while I was actually watching, and he's like, that's because they're in The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that reminded me after the point, and I'm like, I kind of forgot that that was the case. So I spoiled it. What happens is, yeah, because what happens in the beginning is that the Pope shows up, and that he's speaking to the doctor. The doctor needs a translator to translate what the Pope's saying. And I, I told Andy that the TARDIS can translate any known language throughout the all of time and space, but it needs a translator yeah. for Italian. The doctor said this, but he didn't. Well, he showed up. Yeah. Uh, but then Andy's like, oh, it's because they're in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all oh, right. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> Um, so this episode is basically kind of introducing the mocks and how yes, that happens is, yeah, is that they have been doing this matrix upon matrix upon matrix until they figured out how to actually de- defeat the doctor because the doctor always comes up with, you know, whatever plan to save the world and they weren't going to actually pull through with their plan until they figured out the doctor but the doctor was also on top of okay so for some reason in the matrix doctor the fake doctor can email the real doctor it doesn't make any sense to me but it is what it well, is it's, you know it's, it's through the sonic glasses so it's not standard email it's probably like you know galactic email but it's also fake sonic glasses what can i That's tell true. you but they were it, none of it's real simulated a bit too realistically <laughs> i don't know i I still doubt it. Like, that's a little too far-fetched for me. <laughs> but, like, okay. Um, it was, you know, smart while watching, but when you're, like, thinking it back, you're like, wait a second. All that is a simulation. You're, you know, you're all a computer glitch. So, whatever. Yeah, it's it's going a little far with that part, but for the... It, it was some really cool yeah. things with it, though, like the portals to basically all of um, the big places like um the what the white house white house the pentagon uh the pentagon cern and the vatican the vatican yeah they were all really cool. and they're all connected I really, I and it was funny like when bill's on her date and uh and uh, the pope just walks in <laughs> <laughs> of course it wasn't the pope the second time around yeah it the was, second time uh, around it was the it was the army right or or the un it was unit yep yep unit and then so then her date had to run on that one too yeah just just the like first, the first time she's bad like, bad luck all around the first time she's like you don't have anything to be guilty about and then the pope shows up <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was funny 
It, it was funny. Yeah. But ultimately, I, I really like this story. Um, this one, I would probably say more of this five, one, nine, four. Uh, I don't think I'd say ten. Remember, we, we we were also forgetting about um, the the stuff with Missy was in this one too. This is where we learned about um, the fact that Missy is in the vault. Uh, that that she's serving a sentence that she was supposed to be killed and watched over uh, for a thousand years, but the doctor... That was this episode? Yeah, that was this okay. one. So the doctor, uh, you know, sw- swears an oath to uh, protect, to watch over her tomb for a thousand years, even though she's not actually dead in it. She's supposed to be dead in it, but she's not. And that's because, I believe, uh, River um, had made sure to make... Nardle prom- uh, told Nardle to make sure the doctor promised to do that. Okay, so that... Probably okay, that's a, that episode. That is important, too. Yeah, so I think including that stuff and the Vatican stuff and the Matrix stuff all together, personally, and, and the blind stuff, I think putting all that together, for me, it's a 10. I think it's a solid It's an, a solid Stephen Moffat episode for me. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably right. I kind of forgot that this was the episode that that happened in, and uh, that on top of everything else. So I probably would say a 10 then. Yeah. I was going to say it was a high 9 anyways, Mm -hmm. you know? So, all right, that's Extremis. The Pyramid at the End of the World is the seventh episode, and this is when we start having some monks show up. And basically, their whole uh, idea is that they want to take over the Earth. They can basically do whatever, apparently. Anything they want. They're basically gods. Yeah, they didn't really explain their their power all that well. They they can basically do whatever they want. All they need is for people to ask them for help and to uh, ask it out of love. So it's basically Christianity. (laughs) Yeah. so that's basically what's going on, and for the most part, they're trying to figure out how to stop them, and they ultimately find out that they're watching these two people create a biolog- uh, accidentally make a biological like attack on the Earth mm-hmm. that would basically end it. Personally, and- I think after the last story, this one was kind of a letdown, because that, that kind of seemed to hype up what the heck are these monks going to do, you know? And then we got this. It was it was okay, but it didn't quite live up to what that episode seemed to to suggest would, would be an ultimate threat, you know? Mm-hmm. Basically, the threat was that humans were going to make some deadly virus, and it wasn't really the monks that were the threat anyway. Why, why were the monks right. simulating all these worlds when ultimately they just had to see that humans were going to destroy themselves? Right. Yeah, so it, seem, it seemed like that, that whole purpose of the Matrix almost felt that because... It, that that would have been cool, like if they used all those simulations to come up with a f- perfect plan to destroy humanity, but they didn't. Humanity destroys themselves, and the doctor just has to stop them. <laughs> right. So, so I, I, I I think the stuff with the with the virus is kind of cool, and the and the consent thing is interesting. Um, but I still I still say they were this. I still say they are the same. Um, <laughs> They're the same species as in the Mummy and the Orient Express, because they look the same. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Uh, I I like certain aspects of it. Um, his revelation to Bill and, uh, about being blind and how right. she saves him, ultimately, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably give this one a nine. Um, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I'd probably go This eight. one probably... This one probably and the second one combined. Uh, the Lie of the Lands, the second one, which That's is the third one. how These are three stories here. Oh, whatever, the third one. Yes. Yeah, the extremists. <laughs> Lie of the Land, and then Lie of the Lands. You know that the Lie of the Land, as you know, they are already pretty good at um, creating a fake world within a world, and so they kind of did that here by brainwashing people to think that they've been there since the beginning, and they're always there to help. Yeah, I like this one. But a that's lot not more the case. The last one. Um, it has some interesting stuff like with in the beginning it looks like the doctor is helping the monks everybody thinks the monks have been there forever and then um, you have the the fake out about the regeneration and um, and the stuff about uh, <laughs> even with the fake out he was actually using energy right yeah. <laughs> just for a prank uh, yeah and that that was um, one of the trailers right uh. <laughs> something like that I thought, I thought uh, yeah, I thought Lie of the Land was a lot better than Pyramid. Um, it, it had a lot more interesting stuff, I think, and it also had. I don't know. I liked them both pretty much the same. They had to go to Missy to to figure out how to you know deal with the monks because apparently she's fought the monks before. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'd probably give them these both uh, nines. I'll um, give I'll give uh, Pyramid an eight and this one a nine. Okay. The next episode, episode ten and eleven are no. No, sorry, nine and ten. Nine and ten are skippable episodes, in my opinion. Oh. Yep. Like, again, well, with the Mark Ice Gita's, Warriors... Uh, Empress of Mars, Mark Gatiss. Oh, it, right. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Gatiss, thank you, you notice, again. Uh, he actually included the word sleep no more in this episode? No, I, I think I think uh, they said that to the Queen or something like that, sleep no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, this basically has, uh... Ice Warriors. And I think Mark... Ice Warriors. Mark do the last Ice Warriors as well? I think he did. I think so. I didn't really care for this episode. Yeah. I, I got like kinda, at all. I, got, I almost fell asleep while I was watching. Yeah, this is a boring episode. Yeah. Um, I was a lot more interested. I thought that they had some uh, some interesting stuff, like with the with the uh, deserter uh, army man. I thought the stuff with him was kind of decent. I mean, it's kind of difficult because you have this three-parter with the monks that almost feels like a finale of sorts, mm. uh, or up there in the range of, you know, epicness. Yeah. And then you have this, and it's like, whoa, things just dropped off a little bit with entertainment. Uh, this one, I didn't really care for. I probably would only give it a four because I don't really care to see it. Uh, I would say there's a, a few interesting ideas in it um it's not enough to save it but i would probably give it a five i don't know the uh 10th episode of season 10 is called the eaters of light honestly for me another boring episode I like a little bit better better than the last one i i do too but not by much i like it for like the roman I, and the scottish stuff except there is no rory yeah rory Freaking. should have showed up cause technically uh this episode takes place um like 20 it's like it's like the it's something like twenty or fifty years after um, the Pandorica time period. So that would be that would be completely understandable. Yeah, I, it it just only, doesn't make sense why he didn't show up. Is, I believe this is this is in Scotland. The other one was in England, I think. So it's not the same location. But you're talking about twenty some. You're a couple decades. You can go from one country to another. Right, but then again, he was protecting the Pandorica, so... I guess, but the Pandorica also moved around. So, this one I'd probably give six, but I, uh, it is also not one that I loved either. Um, there were some interesting things that I thought were fine and dandy, but again, not one I care, really care to see. Um... That's tough for me. I don't know if I'd go as low as a six. I, I might do like a low seven. <laughs> low seven. I don't know. I I I didn't really care too too much for it. It's definitely better than the the Mars, but yeah. still. And then we go into our two part finale. This episode, World Enough in Time, which I have no idea what the title means, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's like a James Bond title. I don't know. So the episode starts with the Doctor starting to regenerate, and then it plays the the title, and then uh, it, it opens up with Missy coming out saying, "I'm the I'm Doctor Who." <laughs> and then she says it's his real name, and then he like doesn't say anything about it for a couple of more lines until he says, "I like it," um, which hopefully the Doctor will now say his name is Doctor Who from now on. <laughs> I don't think so. I think no. no. He, he, he just he was. I think he was going along with it. He was not officially confirming that because that would be stupid. <laughs> well, it probably would be. But then again, Mr. Moffat came out and said, "Oh, that's his name. It really is." He forgot about all the other stories he created. So that's right. That's why they are removing him. <laughs> you forget your own stories, there, Steve. All right. So, uh, this, these two episodes have to do with the ship in space that is hurling towards a black oh, hole. Fly, Very flying away from the black hole. It was hurling. Flying hole. <laughs> uh, and at one end of the spaceship, time's going pretty quick. At another side, it's going incredibly slow. And Bill finds herself at one end while the Doctor and all After his friends... shot through the heart. That's right. ...are on the other side of the ship, and so, for her, the Doctor's time period is going by way slowly. She she ends up being in the that side of the ship for ten years before the Doctor actually shows up, and he's he misses her by two hours because she turns into a Cyberman. 
So, yeah, okay, so this episode, if you watched the preview before this episode, which I feel sorry for you if you did, but the, the preview to this episode spoiled both of the big twists in this episode. Uh, well, if you're talking about John Sims, yep. that, you're, you're talking about the previews for the season. That, too. But the, right before it even began, you knew he was going to be in yeah, it. Yeah, but if you skipped that preview and watched the preview to just this episode, it showed the, Spy- the Cyberman and it showed John Sim. Uh, for me, but did it show Bill as the Cyberman? No, but I would say I would say for me it was a twist that these were actually the Cybermen. In the in the beginning, you yes. saw these guys in like sock heads, and they, you, you didn't quite get the connection right away. Although on second watch, there were a lot more hints to pick up on. No, yeah, it's like a, you know, when you're thinking about the upgrades, uh, how it's always been through Doctor Who, it's like, we're going to upgrade you, and it goes from human to Cyberman, and now you're seeing this really slow progression, um, piece by piece by piece, as to what's actually happening, Mm. which is pretty interesting. Yeah, and then um, and then John Sim as well, which which I, it spoiled that he was coming back. Although I think uh, even if you knew that he was coming to this episode, you might still not have recognized him. In it, when I was watching, and I knew it was him this time, and I was watching, I was like, I, I still can't see it. Yeah, I, I I noticed a couple things in the way he acted in just a couple spots, but he was really good. On that disguise, and that's that's yeah. the thing that uh, the uh, master in the classic series did use disguises sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. So, all right, uh, that episode, and then the doctor falls. Apparently, this was interesting because when they're asking the doctor how many times he dies, they did say, "I know you've fallen," which is the title of the episode, but that also refers to like his fall at the end of this episode, where he he dies, where he falls, where he stands. So, I don't know if they're... Like, I almost thought that Missy was maybe from his future and that she knew things. No. I don't know. Um, no, he, but doctor, this is basic... The doctor did... Uh, I think it was the fourth doctor um, died after a long fall. He fell, he fell like... Betty? like Yeah, he fell like five stories or something and then died and then regenerated into the fifth doctor. So... That's one of the faults. When they said, I know you've fallen, when they're talking about his previous deaths, that's probably what they're referencing. That okay. or uh, the uh, sixth doctor regenerating to the seventh, he fell, he fell down when the TARDIS uh, shook up a bit while he was uh, uh, running on a treadmill. <laughs> 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 that was because they fired the sixth doctor. That's in great. That, that's wonderful. That's because they fired the sixth doctor in between seasons, and so they had to just quickly regenerate him. <laughs> Let's have this random regeneration. People are going to be, like, scratching their heads. <laughs> falls down while he's exercising. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this episode as well, we kind of... Mostly takes place on another level of the spaceship. Um, and it's really much a big all war out on the Cybermen. I think, uh, I the, think the first part is better than the second part. Ex- I think they're both relatively good, especially the end of this episode. Yeah, the ending. Um, okay. We'll talk. Uh, let's talk about the master killing the master killing the master. Um, Wait, I think Missy's too many in there. Well, Missy kills Missy as the master kills the master, and then the master kills Missy. Okay. Um, she's she's because she's she stabs in the back. <laughs> she does, but think about it this way. I don't know. She lies, obviously. Master lies, just like the doctor, <laughs> and. She does remember being, you know, Johnson's uh, master. She says this at the end, obviously, but also towards the beginning when she covers his mouth and says, a really scary lady showed me this and this and this, right? So she remembers being him. She so remembers what did she know? being him, but she doesn't remember this specific story because uh, their timelines are out of sync. If you if you ever think about like when the doctors are together, like in Dave Doctor, they don't remember what happened except for probably the most recent version of the Doctor out of those. I would I would I don't know. I feel like she would sense it coming and would have some kind of repro- like a way to stop it from actually happening, it. and she doesn't die. Either that, or she regenerates into this, another master, or uh, or my other thought is maybe she really is the last master, but she can't really say if the end of John Sim was 
her. I mean, she said, welcome to the sisterhood, but eventually that's going to be the case. What, what well, if she, he yeah, just turns into somebody else? We don't know if, uh, if Johnson regenerated right into her. Um, usually the case... But he always, he always comes back, usually right? Usually the case is um, the Doctor, the Companions, and other Time Lords, they kind of all run parallel storylines to each other. So yeah. usually, if there's... It, unless a bunch of Masters happened in just like a couple years, it's probably not uh, another Master in between there, but that that's something they could do if they needed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say probably not. They're probably gonna they they've revived a completely dead master before uh, a couple times. So uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they've done it a couple times. So they could easily do that. Um, if you watch, they if could. You watch but the uh, the Doctor Who 1996 movie, the entire story basically revolves about around them around uh, reviving a completely dead master. Um, well, yeah. There's another, but also yeah, that's the fine, and that's the case. Then that's the case. But I think they've they had enough wiggle room to actually explain it some other way. If they need to, but I don't think they need to. <laughs> because, yeah, and then I think uh, during, I think it was during the fifth Doctor, there was a master that, that, like, got burned alive in a fire, from what I remember, and then suddenly he's just randomly back later. And then, you know, you have Missy that got killed in season eight, and then she just suddenly shows up again, too, so... They don't even have to explain it if they don't want to. <laughs> it just happened. Magic! Um, and as for the end of this episode, and the Doctor's finally going to regenerate, but he keeps stopping himself from doing it, uh, and this is where David Bradley comes in as the Doctor, the first Doctor, uh, before he shows up, and is he repeating after... Peter Capaldi, or is he having his own conversation about not wanting to change? That, okay, yeah. When I was watching uh, again, it kind of seemed like the first Doctor was about to regenerate, and he's, he doesn't want to. So what if that Peter Capaldi and uh, David Bradley's Doctor, what if they're both having basically the same issue, and they have to help each other understand that regenerating is not a bad thing? It's possible. Um, the thing is... The, the first Doctor, he regenerated it after a story with Cybermen as well. Yeah. So maybe they're just both running parallel stories in multiple ways in that same sense. And the interesting thing is the episode where the first Doctor regenerates into the second Doctor and the episode, the first episode of the second Doctor, both of those are missing completely. I think there is okay. footage of the regeneration itself, like from a news story or something, but uh, the actual episodes are missing. So they could possibly use that to their benefit if they needed to. Do you know if it happened in a winter wintry wonderland? Uh, no, it didn't. It was a, I, I think it was like on a Cyberman ship or something. But uh, oh. well, no, he didn't regenerate <laughs> on a Cyberman ship. But that's like he basically the first Doctor died of old age. He <laughs> it's because because the actor <laughs> that, that makes sense. So they were filming this episode with the Cybermen on uh, the, in the first Doctor's run, and basically the first Doctor had to just go lay down because the actor guy was was not up to filming the episodes and so they just filmed like three of the three out of the four episodes without him I think and then he just suddenly regenerates the end of it and so what they could possibly do is maybe maybe he wasn't just off laying down maybe he maybe he went off and and uh, had this little adventure during that time with yeah yeah, yeah with Pierre Capaldi that's interesting yeah. like I, I could see that where it would be like a, a mirror mirroring um, type of thing where they have to help each other right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he also obviously repeats the same line that uh, Capaldi said the uh, I'm the doctor the original you might say and he says the same thing right um, so I think for the last two episodes I probably would have been at for both of them because um, I do like these episodes uh I don't know if I'd go to ten. I think nines are probably good for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I I think it's pretty good. Um, it's close. It's and close. that is... If, if either one was ten for me, it'd probably be the first one. But I think they're, they're both about nine for me. So, um, that is season ten. We are done with our rewatch. Uh, the Christmas special will be the... F- final episode of this season's podcast um and then and that we don't have anything lined up probably until the next season of doctor who right? probably yeah There's no sherlock we don't year, so. no sherlock probably whenever we'll be again <laughs> um 
so so tomorrow will be the Christmas special. Uh, we probably won't be recording tomorrow, but um, that'll be we'll be covering that for the the final episode of this season of Small on the Outside, uh, probably on the weekend. Um, and then yeah, and then the podcast will be off for for a few months. <laughs> do we do so, we know anything about when it's actually coming back? I'm assuming April, just for the last like season or two, I think was April, but I don't know for sure. I know nothing of the sort. Okay. So yeah. Um. Well, we, so make sure you guys. Well, I guess. What? I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, series eleven of Doctor Who will premiere in autumn 2018. Autumn. Oh. Autumn? You mean like September or August? August or uh, September, probably. Yeah. Maybe even October. Wow. I think some of them started in October, so who knows? It'll be a little while, guys. <laughs> What we do know is that it's, I, I believe we do know that it's going to be uh, 10 episodes, I believe. We, is it for sure? I, I believe that's the case. I don't think we know how long the episodes are going to be, but I'm going to guess an hour because they're less episodes okay. and they're supposed to be longer. That's what I, that's what I read. All right. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow's the Christmas special again. Um, make sure you tune in again this weekend when we'll be talking about it. I want to I wanna uh, do a, one little quick thing in the spoiler section. Okay. Um... Uh, all right, we'll do an outro and then do a spoiler section. Right. Then. All right, so guys, Merry Christmas and thank you for tuning in to Smaller on the Outside. Um, subscribe to me on YouTube at Interpreting the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Comment, like, subscribe, and all the fun things like that. And up now, we're going to be talking about the spoiler section of the podcast. Okay. If you don't want to hear that, Turn it off. Pizza. Okay, so during this finale, I noticed a couple things. Um, yeah, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay, um, <laughs> so like I said, at the beginning of the episode, uh, the, the doctor starts regenerating, right? And then we get the uh, the titles, and then it comes back, and suddenly a woman comes out of the TARDIS saying she's the doctor. Right? You get that? Well, you mean Missy? Yeah, so it was Missy, but I think there was there was a uh, hint of that. And then later on, they talk about, uh, they, t- they talk about, um, they were talking, yeah, the doctor was talking to Bill, and uh, they mentioned how Missy used to be a uh, um, um, and 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 they're talking. Uh, they're talking about how there's time lords a little bit more flexible on that. And then how was, Missy used to know. Well, they said that Missy used to know the Doctor when he was a little girl. And then the Doctor was talking about how he thinks the Master was a guy once. Uh, and, and things. And he's a, I think I was like, a man at that time too. He he he, he doesn't like. There's no. Like no such thing I, as gender specific roles. That, gender, I guess. But um, yeah. But then there was another moment. I think it was John Sims said, "Is is the future all female?" And then the doctor's like, "Hopefully, yeah. right? We can only hope, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> so there was a few references yeah. here and there throughout the episode. So I think they may have known at that point um, what was happening. Right. I did notice uh, a few of those uh, things too. Yeah. It says, so, it says, it says, it was obviously hints. It says in the Doctor Falls, it says Michelle Gomez announced that she was stepping down from the role as Missy. So that will be uh, the last time we see it as Missy, anyway. Uh, yeah. Now, whether they bring back the Master or not, who knows? Now, yeah. So obviously there was hints here and there throughout the episode, and and uh, episodes rather. And I don't know, like, when I'm on a Doctor Who forum and people are still getting really upset and they're, they're saying, I can't wait for the Christmas special because it's going to be the last episode I ever watch. And it's like, <laughs> why? No, I hope. You didn't really complain that much when it was Missy, did you? I mean. I kind, I kind of hope the regeneration happens partway through. We never get to see that. I'm going to guess it's probably not because T- Stephen Moffat is the credited as the writer for the episode probably I, I believe at least that's what i read back when we were watching the season uh, that's what spoiled me on the fact that he probably wasn't going to regenerate in the season itself um yeah but what i what i always want for the future it never happens and i understand it's, uh, for writer changes it makes sense that why this doesn't happen but what about like you know why didn't they do this for capaldi or something like where where uh, a doctor regenerates in the middle of an episode or in the middle of the season even would be awesome i think to have because the way that you release dvds and blu-rays and things like that would be a little bit different well it would but they did they did it with a companion 
you can do it as I would say, you know, part A and part B. You know what I mean? I don't have. I don't think I'd have a problem with that. I, yeah, well, they they could, but I I just want it to happen sort of like in the middle of a story because I think that would be very interesting, a very interesting way to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, and we just never see. I I think I think that did happen with the first Doctor only because the guy basically quit being the Doctor partway through that story. So, but uh, but we never we never really see that with the current series. And I, I would like something like that at some point, just because I think it would well, be really interesting. Well, it, it, it'll, it'll probably happen at some point. You never have, no. They just, they, they, it would make it unexpected too. Like, it, especially if it happened during the middle of the season instead of a special like this, um, then they could do it so that you don't know when the regeneration is going to happen unless you're, like, a person that looks up all spoilers and stuff. That would be a cool mm-hmm. way to do it, too. Like, it just suddenly happens in the middle of the story. That would be awesome, I think. Ooh. But hmm. I think that's all I got. Okay. That's all you got? I think so. Me, too. All right, guys. So thanks for tuning in for our crazy spoiler section. <laughs> Um, until next time, we'll see you guys if if we have time. That's right, exactly. Uh, Until then, guys, peace out. Peace out.